0: Please open your Bibles to the book of Revelation, Revelation, last week we finished in Revelation chapter 3, so let's start today's broadcast, It main Revelation chapter 4. After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet, talking with me, which said, come up hither, and I will show you things which must be hereafter. John the Apostle is a type of the church, and John means beloved, and Christ died for his beloved. And here John, as a type of the church, has been raptured from the Philadelphia church. They were rewarded for keeping the words of the Lord and believing on his name. And as a result, they're going to be spared the tribulation. They will be raptured, picturing the fact that they were saved to begin with. Whereas the church of Thyatira didn't keep the word of the Lord and in essence were never saved to begin with. Hence why they go into the great tribulation. As we go through the book of Revelation, we read about two doors opening. One door opens to let the church in, and another door opens to let the church out, being chapter 19. Chapters 1 to 3, John has been shown future events whilst he was on the Isle of Patmos. And he speaks about being in the Spirit on the Lord's Day, which could be a typical Sunday. Or some commentators would have you believe it is in reference to the day of the Lord. I'm not sure. Either way, he has been shown future events, which puts him into a trance, a bit like Peter over in Acts chapter 10. But now he's been taken up, he's been caught up. And it says again, After this, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And you ask me, is this a literal door? Why not? Why not? At the same time, we don't want to get into laterism and. Force every scripture to be literal. But I don't have a problem. Taking this to be a literal door. Which has been opened in heaven. You say where's the heaven? Third heaven. You say who lives there? Almighty God. This is a picture of the third heaven. Three heavens. And the first voice which I heard was. As it were of a trumpet. Talking with me. At the blow of the last trump. We are raptured. And here this voice is like a trumpet. Talking with me. Probably in Hebrew. Which said. Come up hither. Come up here. Paul told you over in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 how he was caught up to the third heaven, being in paradise. And John is going to say, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. So Paul is taken to the third heaven, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And he says that what he had seen and what he had heard, quoting from Isaiah, he wasn't allowed to utter. And yet when John is raptured to the third heaven, he's got plenty to say. And this goes back to the fact that Almighty God hasn't just decided to reveal everything to one person. He decided to reveal several things to several people over several centuries. And this goes back to the fact that a typical first century church would be run by a group of men. So if you're in a system which is run by one man, that's a problem. Because the Lord doesn't just work through one person. He works through many people. And he does that to keep people humble. But here, the term is been described to come up hither come up here and i will show thee things which must be hereafter so one last time a door is opened in heaven a literal door to allow the church in and yet by chapter 19 a door has opened to allow the church out and we come back to the earth with the lord and if you missed it chapters 1 to 3 are specifically about the church on earth but chapters 4 to 19 on the one hand have the church in heaven and on the other hand Allow the Lord to deal with Israel and tribulation saints. Let's keep reading on, please. Look at verse 2. And immediately I was in the spirit. And behold, a throne was set in heaven. And one sat on a throne. Heaven being the third heaven, where Almighty God is permanently abiding. There are three heavens. If you were to jump up and down, that's the first heaven. If you were to go into space, that's the second heaven. But the third heaven, far north, is where... The triune God have their permanent abode. And this term again, I was in the spirit, clearly picturing a supernatural event. If you are born again, you are permanently in the spirit and the spirit is permanently in you. But to be in the spirit in the way that John is uh, talking about is a supernatural event, a one-off event. Paul experienced it, like I say, Peter would experience some of this, but John will experience all of this. And again, this goes back to what I just said at the beginning of this broadcast, that the Lord has been very careful not to reveal everything to one man. Because if he does that, one man will have all the glory. One man will have a huge ego. And that's why it's problematic to be in a one-man system. Look at verse 3, please. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. There was a rainbow round about the throne, in sight like under an emerald. If you turn to... Ezekiel chapter 1, scripture with scripture. Uh, In Ezekiel chapter 1, he speaks about what John is seeing. And of course, Ezekiel wrote his book, I think 600 BC. And over in Ezekiel, let's see now, Ezekiel chapter 1, in verse uh, 28, it says... As the appearance of the bow that is in a cloud in the day of rain, so was the appearance of the brightness round about. This was the appearance of the lightness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face and heard a voice as one that spake. When you come into contact with Almighty God, if you are saved, you will fall flat on your face in reverential fear. And you should also quake in your boots because you are in the presence of deity. And when you listen to some of these charismatics... Speaking about being slain in the spirit, falling backwards, being caught as they fall backwards. That somehow they are experiencing a great miracle, or they are experiencing a great uh, act of some kind. You're dealing with enemies of the Lord. Because over in uh, John 18, it speaks about the Lord's enemies falling backwards when they came to detain him. And that would include Judas Iscariot. But here it says, there was an appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord when I saw it, I fell upon my face, and I heard the voice, or a voice, of one that spake. Go back to Revelation chapter 4, please. Look at verse 3 again. And here that sat was a look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne, in sight like and an emerald. You think about old Noah's Ark, and that rainbow that was displayed to show that the Lord would never again flood the earth. And now the rainbow has been hijacked by the homosexual brigade and the lesbian brigade and the transgender brigade. But that rainbow is a picture of a promise that the Lord would never flood the earth again. And yet he will destroy the earth with fire at the second advent. But these verses from Revelation 4, 1, 2 and 3 are very descriptive. And I take my hat off to John the Apostle. Here's a man living in the first century. He's probably in his 90s around this uh, time of writing. And what he has been asked to put down, to be given to the churches, starting in Turkey and then to the church singular over the next 2,000 years, he does quite remarkably. He speaks about a throne, third heaven, a one that sat upon it. Now, as of writing this, Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of the Lord, being God the Father. So this throne, singular, that he has seen, and uh, once sitting, singular, on the throne, would be God the Father. Like I say, Christ is currently seated at the right hand of God the Father. When he comes back with the church, Revelation 19, he comes back to claim his own throne in Jerusalem, like David had, like Solomon had. Let's keep reading on. Look at verse 4, please. Around about the throne were 4 and 20 seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. Now this term for twenty-four elders is somewhat difficult to really gauge as to who these people are. Let's read it again. Around about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. So you've got 24 seats or 24 thrones. You've got 24 elders seated with crowns of gold on their heads. Now it could be that the first group here are in reference to the 12 tribes of Israel, Jacob's sons. And the other group would be the 12 apostles representing the church. That's possible. So you've got Israel redeemed and the church redeemed. Man about the throne were four and twenty seats throne, seats, kingdoms, power bases, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders, probably male, but I can't be dogmatic about that, sitting, clothed in white raiment. They're gonna be ruling and reigning in the Lord for a thousand years. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. And yet if you keep your hand there and go to Hebrews chapter Uh, chapter 11 normally when you speak about an elder you speak about a man an elder running a church which is quite correct and yet Hebrews chapter 11 uh, look at verse 1 please now faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen for by the elders obtained a good report 4. by faith Abel male 5. by faith Enoch male Seven, by faith Noah, male. But jump down to verse 31. By faith the harlot Rahab, female, perish not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. Jump down to verse 35. Women received their dead, race to life again. not as tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. So for the church age, an elder is a man, And yet, in eternity, in glory, it would appear that an elder could be a man or a woman. And that kind of feeds into Galatians chapter 3, how once you are in Christ, you are genderless. And yet, that doesn't mean that women can be teachers or pastors, no. But in the eyes of the Lord, they are genderless, picturing their eternal abode. Go back to Revelation, please. Revelation chapter 4, verse 4. Around about the throne... Third heaven, paradise, were four and twenty seats, twenty four seats, thrones. And upon the seats, thrones, I saw four and twenty elders sitting, twenty four elders. Could be Israel, being Jacob's sons, could be the church, being the twelve apostles, could be a picture of the redeemed, man and woman, clothed in white raiment, not imputation, but white raiment denoting their priestly. Service in the kingdom of God. And they had on their heads crowns of gold, which you receive by your service to the Lord. You don't get a crown automatically when you're born again. You get a crown as a result of your service to the Lord. Look at verse 5. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. There were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. That term again, seven. Seven lamps. Seven spirits of God. And you've got the seven candlesticks. You've got seven churches assigned uh, to seven angels. Or seven angels, I should say, assigned to seven churches. And these seven spirits are now pictured with seven lamps of fire, like the menorah. Burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. So again, we've got a throne pictured in heaven. We've got lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Now, this could be picturing judgment this could even picture to some extent the judgment seat of the Lord. And yet, this book is very Jewish. And that's why I took you to Ezekiel, and I'll take you to Isaiah shortly. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne, around right about the throne, were four beasts, foot of eyes before and behind. Beasts, living creatures, cherubim, permanently stationed in the third heaven. They don't leave heaven. There's one exception over in Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve were kicked out of the Garden of Eden. And the Lord sent cherubim, I think two from memory, to keep them from the tree of life. And here you got a picture of four beasts, full of eyes before and behind. So they've got two eyes in the front and two eyes at the back. Let's keep reading. Verse 7. And the first beast was like a lion. And the second beast like a calf. And the third beast had a face as a man. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. Keep your hand there. And go to the book of Isaiah. Now cherubins have four wings. And yet over in Isaiah we read about seraphims. And they have Six wings. Isaiah chapter 6. Look at verse 1, please. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. High lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, some with twain he covered his feet, some with twain he did fly. These angels, and you got three types of angels in the scripture. you got the cherubim, the seraphims, and angels. You've got three types of angels picturing the Trinity of God Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And here, these angels are permanent fixtures in heaven. And these seraphims have got six wings. Each one had six wings. With twain, he covered his face because he's in the presence of deity, he's in the presence of holiness. And with twain, he covered his feet because his feet are unclean. Take off your shoes, you're on holy ground. And between he did fly. Now angels per se. Don't have wings. But cherubims and seraphims do. Look at verse 3. And one cried unto another. And said holy holy holy. Is Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. You've got three holies. And you say why is that? Because you've got the Father. God got the Son. And God the Holy Ghost. They are holy. And outside of them being holy. Only the word of God is holy and only the saint is holy verse 4 and the post of the door moved and the voice of him that cried and the house was filled with smoke then said I woe is me for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for mine eyes have seen the king the Lord of hosts go back to Revelation chapter 4 I am a man of unclean lips what would some Peter say to the Lord depart from me I'm an unclean man. What would uh, Abraham say? I'm dust and ashes. When Job met the Lord, he wanted to pretty much fall down. He knew that he was in the presence of deity. So we go to Revelation chapter 4, verse 7. And the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf, and the third beast had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. We are shown something which is very difficult to comprehend. And yet you are told to believe it because it's in the scripture. So these four beasts are four living creatures. And I think Ezekiel 1 pictures or mirrors Revelation chapter 4. And these four living creatures, these four beasts, represent four major creations of animal life. The domesticated animal being the calf. The wild animal being the lion. The flying animal being the eagle and man, of course. And beyond that, I can't really describe it. I can't really understand it. But I was told to believe it, not to understand it. Look at verse 8, please. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty... Which was, and is, and is to come... Three times they go for the term... Holy, Holy, Holy... Picturing once again... God the Father... God the Son... And God the Holy Ghost... They got six wings... Very much... Picturing the seraphims... Which I just read to you from the book of Isaiah... And they rest not day and night... Saying again... Holy, Holy, Holy... Lord, God Almighty... Which was, and is, and is to come. I am that I am. And this group of cherubims or seraphims are permanently worshipping the Lord. That's all they were made for. They don't leave heaven, unlike angels. They are permanently situated around the throne of the Lord. Third heaven. Look at verse 9, please. And when those beasts give glory and honour and thanks to him that sat on a throne, who liveth forever and ever... The four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on a throne, and worship him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Out goes evolution. This universe was made for his pleasure and for his glory. And the twenty four elders, verse 10, fell down before the throne. And worship him, the triune God, that liveth forever and ever. They cast their crowns, which they get as a reward for service. And there are five in total before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord. So he gives you a crown, and if you're fortunate, you get five crowns, which you give to him. You cast them at the feet of the Eternal One to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things There's a picture of deity, omnipotence, omniscience, omnipresence. And for thy pleasure they are and were created. And those 11 verses conclude Revelation chapter 4. And yet those 11 verses are dynamite. What you just read this morning is almost impossible to really appreciate. And yet again Paul was shown X amounts of light. John comes along. And is shown so much more. Daniel got a glimpse of this back in the Old Testament, as did Ezekiel, as did Isaiah, but it fell to John, the beloved, a type of the church, to really be shown events which blow your mind. So I will give you a quick recap from this piece of scripture and sign out and pick it up next week in chapter 5. But the chapter began with John being raptured, caught up to the third heaven. And he pictures the church. And we call this the pre-tribulation rapture, the blessed hope. And he's shown things which are going to occur. This, of course, took place at the end of the first century. So what he has been shown is still to occur. Immediately, verse 2, he was in the spirit. And he sees a throne set in heaven... And one sat on the throne. God the Father. The Lord Jesus Christ hasn't yet received his throne. At best he's got a spiritual throne. But when he comes back. Uh, Matthew 24. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And Revelation chapter 19. He comes back with his armies. And that will include you and I. If you're born again. One sat on a throne. He that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. You think that term, diamonds are forever. I mean, these diamonds are indescribable. There was a rainbow round about the throne, picturing the covenant giving and covenant keeping God in sight like unto an emerald. Verse 4, round about the throne, 24 seats containing 24 elders. Could be the redeemed from Israel, could be the redeemed from the church. Elders, like I say, could be male, could be female. We're now in eternity. The church age has ended. He sees lightnings and thunderings and voices coming out of the throne. Verse 5. He sees seven lamps of fire burning before the throne. No two churches burn the same. No two Christians produce the same amount of heat, as it were. Some are more on fire for the Lord than others. And that's why you are told to never be lukewarm. Because if you are, he will spew out of his mouth. These seven lamps burning before the throne are the seven spirits of God. They don't go out. Very much like the eternal flame in Arlington, where we are told JFK is buried. Six and seven, before the throne, there's a sea of glass like under crystal. Very difficult to appreciate. And in the midst of the throne, round about the throne, were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. Satan is referred to as the anointed cherub over in uh, Ezekiel 28. So when the Lord created the angelic world, Satan was the fifth cherub. But like I say, you got three types of angels in scripture. you got the cherubims, the seraphims, and just angels in general, like Michael, like Gabriel. And they are dispatched from heaven to the earth and back to heaven, of course. But the Cherubins, the seraphims, stay put. They are a permanent fixture. Seven. The first beast was like a lion. You think of the lion of the tribe of Judah. And the second beast was like a calf. And the third beast had a face as a man. The Lord's ultimate creation, Genesis one twenty-six. Let us make man in our image. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle, representing the uh, the flying fowls of heaven. Eight, nine, and ten. These four beasts. Each have six wings about them. Full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night. Saying holy, holy, holy. Lord God almighty. You think to yourself. Why some people teach that heaven is for all. Whether you are saved or not. And you've got atheists deriving To worship the eternal God forever. For them that would be hell. And for us it would be hell. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, the triune God, which was, and is, and is to come. I am that I am. When those beasts, living creatures, cherubims, seraphims, give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on a throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders, picturing the church and Israel, fall down before him that sat on a throne. This also pictures the reality that Israel is in heaven around this time Saved Israel of course The church has been raptured We've got glorified bodies Which we will use uh, For the millennium Of course Worship him that liveth forever and ever And cast the crowns before the throne Saying that worthy O Lord To receive glory and honour and power Salvation is a gift Service is a gift as well And the crowns that you get As a result of salvation, I now return to the one that gave them to you. For thou hast created all things. So out goes theistic evolution. Out goes evolution per se. Let's stick with creation. For thou, the one true God, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, has created all things. And for thy pleasure they are and were created. And I will leave it there. In verse 11. A very short chapter. And yet you've got a glimpse. I hope. Of holiness. Glory. Praise and worship. Of the eternal God. Up there in the third heaven. Far north. And the angels are worshipping him. 24 elders are worshipping him. And if you are saved. You should be worshipping him as well. So I'll close it there. And pick it up next week. In Revelation chapter 5.